lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. We are here live and on demand. One final time here, I hope. Listen, I love this place. I'd like to go home. So I hope this is my last day here at the posh Blaze TV studios in Dallas. Steve Dace here, Todd and Aaron. Todd Erzin. Aaron McIntyre, they're back home holding down the fort in Des Moines. You can see them if you're watching on Blaze TV, and they will be joining us here momentarily. If you'd like to join us, 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. That's D-E-A-C-E over on Parlor at Steve Dace. And check out our new YouTube channel. Of course, you're going to want to get to all these platforms other than Parler as soon as you can, because I'm going to be banned from all of them here probably shortly. Uh, YouTube.com slash Steve Dace, because what's happening right now is just going to turn me into a smarter Alex Jones. I I warned you. We were going down this road a month ago. I could see it coming. All right? Because I got a lot of faults. Self-awareness, though, is probably not one of them. If any, I'm too self-aware. I just could see it coming. I'm going to be the smarter Alex Jones because of what is going on. I just can't ignore it. And so get to those social media outlets now before they do me like they did him. Okay. And stop making the friggin' frogs gay. All right. Uh, what's coming up here on the program today? Matthew Peterson from the Claremont Institute is going to join us at the bottom of the hour as we're going to discuss what the hell is going on. <laughs> That's what we're going to discuss, really, to put a finer point on it. Uh, next hour, though... Um. A lot of talk on the right, and I'm one of them. Hey, I, you know, they, they just like they found this in Michigan, a bushel of votes that were 100% to nothing for Biden, and many of them only voted for Biden, and nobody down ballot. They, they're finding this in Georgia now. I mean, it's totally possible a dementia patient from Delaware is uniquely popular in Georgia when no other Democrat is. It's it's possible. All right, but if we're going to throw out allegations of voter fraud, and I'm looking at you, Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, I see you. Hate the game, not the player, man. Take the day off because Philly didn't come through the way you had hoped, and now you got to see, well, how many votes are we going to need here? You know, So I, I totally get it, man. Dude, I feel you. I got your back. I know what you're doing here. All right, straight up, man. Enjoy your day off. Going to be unseasonably warm in November out there today, man. Tee it high, watch it fly, come back, finish off this operation. Election tomorrow. Yeah, I see what you're doing. All right, so, but hey, we're going to candidly or casually throw phrases and terms like this around. I think it's only fair that we have any evidence whatsoever to back it up and then provide it, right? So that is exactly what we're going to do in our second hour today. And there's an old saying, it's been it's been a while. Got a ton of new listeners and viewers on this show. Uh, our social media accounts are exploding again here in the last week or two. Um, so some of you are new and haven't heard me cite this, this creed in, in quite a long time. Treason never prospers. What's the reason? Because whenever treason prospers, none dare call it treason. And that is the paradigm the American left operates with. And they have done it on an institutional level throughout the country, especially in the judicial branch. And you're watching it play out right now in the Operation Election. 
that's currently taking place. And I will lay that out and explain that to you coming up in the next hour of the program. Gentlemen, I think you can tell uh, I've been here away from home, out of my own bed for too long. I was without my wife last night alone. I've pulled too many long-ass days. I think you can tell I'm in a mood. I'm on tilt. It's going to be one of those days. I just want to warn you. It's going to be one of those days. I'm already taking no prisoners this morning on Twitter. I'm in a complete iced tea, mama got to die tonight mood. I just want everybody to know I ain't having it today. Um, my, my normal restraint, which I don't frankly have much of, uh, is pretty much gone. Worn down to the working penub buckwheat. All right. So everybody's on on blast. That's the Steve Dace you're getting today. And it'd be, it would be even worse if I were hangry, thankfully. You know, I didn't think I was going to have to stay here another day. Uh, uh, but uh, thankfully, I did bring a multi-day supply of my Built Bars with me. See what I did there? Talk about segues. I still got it. And But, dude, it's easy to talk about Built Bar in any conversation. They are absolutely fantastic. Best protein bar you've ever had, I promise you, because you've never had a protein bar like this. It, it, it has the texture of a Three Musketeers. It tastes like a candy bar. Now 19 great flavors with the new caramel apple flavor. That is phenomenal. They're all covered in real chocolate. Less than 5 grams of sugar in every one. Up to 20 grams of protein in every one. The fiber of the protein you're looking for. The sugar you don't want. The taste you need. You're going to get it from Built Bar. And right now, if you use my last name, Dace, as a promo code, you can get 20% off your order. Because you can only get them on the website at BuiltBar.com. B-U-R-L-T. Not to be confused with Bill Barr, who doesn't do a damn thing. But BuiltBar.com. They do do something. Make good protein bars. Which is one more thing than Bill Barr apparently does. He drinks water at the Senate and and develops memes. That's what he does. But at BuiltBar.com, you'll get some form of sustenance and fulfillment. Uh, If you use the promo code DACE to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I mean, why would we need an attorney general or a department of justice when a multi-state operation election is happening? I mean, why would we need that? Department of Justice. Hey, isn't that it back on the bumper, man? I mean, what's what's an AG? I mean, I don't know. I know what an OG is. And you're watching some OGs who know what they're doing. Some of the oldest OGs of them all from down below. They're at play right now. And you'll see that here in Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by The Steel Continues. Joe Biden has received more votes than Barack Obama received in 2008. Take a moment to let that sink in and then ask yourself, can you believe that? True international depression. Next, both Wisconsin and Michigan have now been called by the AP for Joe Biden. Some interesting voter turnout trends are emerging as well. In Pennsylvania, and according to the New York Times, Joe Biden is winning the absentee voting results by almost 60 points. In Michigan, he's supposedly winning by nearly 40 points. Now compare that to Ohio, where he only won absentee votes by 15, and other battleground states like Georgia and North Carolina, where he's only winning by single digits. 
and it makes you scratch your head. In Michigan, social media users are going onto the Michigan elections website to find out how widespread voter fraud is in that state. Conservative YouTuber Austin Fletcher, also known as Fleckus, found a 119-year-old voter, a 120-year-old voter, and a 118-year-old voter from Mason, Jackson, and Wayne counties, respectively. All of the ballots submitted under the aforementioned dead voters were done months in advance of the election, meaning whoever's committing the voter fraud has been working on this for quite some time. Researcher Kyle Lamb found some inconsistencies in voter turnout amongst the Great Lakes states. In Ohio, for instance, the key counties of Cuyahoga, Franklin, Montgomery, and Summit all saw modest or decreased voter turnout from 2016. That's a state that's been called for Trump. Meanwhile, in the key Michigan counties of Kent, Maycomb, Oakland, and Wayne, they saw increases of 17, 19, 17, and 8 percent, respectively. That ridiculous turnout trend is repeated in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania as well. The former two states being under scrutiny by the Trump campaign for voter irregularities. In Pennsylvania, more vote dumps are coming in, almost all of them for Biden, including 23,000 consecutive votes in Philadelphia, all going Biden's way. Back in Michigan, Project Veritas's James O'Keefe interviewed a whistleblower from the United States Postal Service. Tell us where you work. I work in the Traverse City Post Office, more specifically the Barlow Branch. Your boss told you and your colleagues something that shocked you this morning. What was it? We were issued a directive this morning to collect any ballots we find in mailboxes, collection boxes, just outgoing mail in general. Separate them at the end of the day so that they could uh, hand stamp them with the previous day's date. Today is November 4th, for clarification. Who is your boss and what is his title? Jonathan would be a direct supervisor, yes. Uh, as of right now, he is the opening supervisor for the Barlow Branch post office. So I, and this is anecdotal, uh, carrier down in another office said they watched the postmaster doing it. Um, if it were just a typical day, it would be clerks doing it up at the distribution center. So 8 p.m. election day, November 3rd, uh, the Court of Appeals uh, ruled ballots have to be received by that time. And, and what were you told? To separate them today so they could mark them with yesterday's date and send them through the express system to wherever they needed to go. This appears to be an attempt to circumvent Michigan law and allow late votes. And uh, you said there was a hamper where letter carriers were supposed to leave their ballots. Where are the ballots now? They were putting them into express bags to go to the distribution center. In regards to a uh, hamper, there was a standard hamper that all letter mail was supposed to go to, and they had a tub next to it that we were supposed to put any ballots collected today into. Yes. What made you come forward? Uh, that's sketchy. <laughs> I don't like sketchy. It screams corruption. Uh, also, knowing the post office's leanings politically, it, it didn't seem quite right. Nevertheless, the Trump campaign declared victory in Pennsylvania yesterday as his lead in the state has been cut to under 200,000 votes with over 90% of the vote coming in. In Arizona, election officials are taking their sweet time to tally the remaining vote. Joe Biden has less than a 70,000 vote lead in the state as hundreds of thousands of votes continue to be counted. In Georgia, boy howdy, they just keep finding ballots down there. Trump is clinging on to a 20,000 vote lead with an estimated 90 99% of the vote being counted. In Nevada, Trump is around 8,000 votes behind Joe Biden with around 90% of the vote being counted. The Trump campaign has filed lawsuits in Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Michigan and has asked for a recount in Wisconsin. 
Folks, there are a hundred more examples of fishiness and outright voter fraud that have been reported across the country in the last 36 hours. All of the fishiness, all of the early morning ballots found, all of the early morning vote counting, all of it going against President Trump. The bottom line is this. The very best case scenario is that Democrat-controlled machines in areas like Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta are at the very best not allowing the transparency needed for any honest person to trust the results of this election and at worst are engaging in a coup right in front of our eyes. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage is a keeper. So it's brought to you by Keeps. Yeah, maybe losing your hair is no fun. So let's talk about options. You could go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy. Try not to go broke as you try not to go bald. Or you can go with Keeps, all from the comfort of your own home, where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions instead so that you're going to save a bunch of money, maybe half the cost right off the top, and then the convenience comes in. Uh, you do it all from your own home online. You snap a few pics of your hair. Uh, a licensed doctor will then review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and then it's shipped directly to your door. And how about one more incentive? We already mentioned the generic versions, so you're getting like half off what it would cost normally. Uh, and then the convenience factor, how about another discount on top? 50% off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Get 50% off right now. So gentlemen, I have had to spearhead quite a few conversations in recent days, and I've got uh, a bit of a political science lecture prepared for hour number two. So I'm going to throw this back to you in light of what was just in the montage. Where, What do you guys want us to highlight for the audience here at the beginning, knowing what's coming later? So let's not uh, um, spoil uh, what's coming uh, in the second hour. But aside from that, and in the overtime today, you know, we talked on election day that given this turnout level, we're going to get some clarity. We did get some clarity in this election. It's just not in, in how um, the operation election is currently uh, being um, um, performed. Maybe we'll go that word. I like that word. Performed. Um, so in the overtime today, we're going to get into three main lessons I think we have learned from this election. If you are not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, blazetv.com slash Dace is where you can go uh, to get a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com slash Dace. That's also where you can go. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, we're going to tape it after this show and you can watch it when it gets uploaded and posted there at blazetv.com slash Dace later today on demand. So gentlemen, what do you want to highlight? Where do you want this conversation to go? I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you think? Well, there's even more examples now. I won't get into them specifically because, as you said, you're going to get into a bunch later on. But it's even more clear than it was yesterday that we are dealing with agents of chaos. Now, yes, there's all kinds of their minions that they'll be very, very disappointed if uh, Trump does not lose this thing. But the, the, the ones who this is so obvious that there is a level of malfeasance going on now. You have to ask. It, it, it couldn't help but be uncovered. It's like the, they'll get what they want no matter what. If Trump turns out to clearly illegitimately win, they can continue to burn things down. If they push it into such a nebulous gray area that, honestly, by the time it's time for uh, a new president 
whoever it is, to begin their second term, and we still haven't figured this out, that may be the chaos they want most of all. They want to watch the world burn. I, 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 everybody needs to make their peace with that. But I'm feeling, you know, yesterday I was in one of those moods. I, I know Steve identifies with this mood. I, on some days you're just like, uh, yeah, I fight. Uh, I, I can fight. I will fight. Um, I just had hoped to skate past this one. Uh, today I am made my peace with it. I, I, if we decide to fight, we will win this. But it's going to take. It, it, it's not about clever memes or anything like that. If we if we are th- that group of plucky British on the subway in the darkest hour, yeah, we're going to win. I guarantee you're going to win because if any time you pull them into the daylight, these people, in my experience, it's when they you you will win. They they count on the nefariousness of it all. To borrow from you, Steve, they. Count Count on the subterfuge. Now, of course, now here at the 11th hour, they are in I am the Senate mode, but that that's still okay. I promise you, if we decide here and no further, we are going to win this. We're going to flat out kick their backside, but you got to decide on this day. I think if they were up against literally any other figure in the Republican Party across its ideological spectrum, in recent memory, maybe ever, actually, in the history of this party, going back to Lincoln, uh, if, if they were up against anybody, even people we like, a Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul type, wouldn't matter. With the possible exception of my guy, Chip Roy, just because uh, Chip is defeated cancer and stared death in the eye and doesn't give a care. All right? So, I mean, I, I, I could see him saying, dude, I'm, I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Let's do this. And I don't, I don't care how many sanctimonious, forlorn looks I get from my fake colleagues talking to Chris Wallace or Andrea Mitchell or or Chuck Todd. I'm, I'm going all the way, going to the mattresses. That's where we're going with this. Maybe I think he might do it, but I, I don't think a lot of other people would. I don't think it's Ted Cruz or or Mike Lee would. I think that uh, there would reach a point with this where they would do what Richard Nixon did in, in 1960. And, and that's the only time in the current political era that we are in with the two parties post-Reconstruction going back to 1880. The only time someone's won Ohio and Florida and not won the presidency was Richard Nixon in 1960. And um, a lot of people, even historians, think that's probably the most uh, questionable election outcome uh, to corrupt in, in, in this era until we got to the Florida recount in 2000. And eventually Richard Nixon said, hey, I don't agree with the outcome. I'm not sure I accept it, but we have to unify and move on as a country. Translation, if I fight this anymore, my future political aspirations are toast. And I'll just go home and run for governor of California, which he eventually lost, by the way. But that's not Donald Trump. You know, I was on a show in Florida this morning. And let me, re- let me repeat to the audience, because you kind of teed this up, Todd. Let me repeat to the audience what I said to the host down there today. Donald Trump is in his element right now. You have to understand that. Lawyers, guns, and money, fire up the Warrens of on. I mean, this is, dude, this is his anthem. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Except the guns part. <laughs> but lawyers and money? Dude, this is his natural habitat. Demagoguery? Gaslighting? Chicanery? All right. This is my happy place if you're Donald J. Trump. You live here. 
This is what you do. You don't live in this space. How do I, you know, dude, I don't know how Obamacare works. I'm not a, you know, Paul Ryan, I outsource the repeal to you and you send me the bill that will pass and I'll sign whatever you send me. That's not, that's who Donald Trump is when it comes to the nuance of policy. I've seen it with my own eyes and we've watched it the last four years. Just, just that stuff he just outsources and says to his people, come back to me with a solution. Give me, come back to me with the win and I'll sign it. Whatever it is, whatever the win is, I'll, I'll give it to you. But this is now an area where I promise you, he's in a friggin' command center right now. Like that classic Phil Hartman skit of Reagan way back in the day on SNL, uh, that Reagan wasn't really misremembering things. And then after uh, Jimmy Stewart went home at night and the newscast uh, went off, uh, the, the, the Oval Office flipped into a command center and he's doing exchange rates uh, in his head, okay, while his staff is asleep, it's 3 a.m. and he's still running the joint. That is Trump right now. Trump is right now, man, I doubt he's the guy that is just sitting around watching cable news that has been rumored the last few years on most days. This is, he's a, he's a pig in slop now, man. He's, his hands are going to be all over this because this is what he does. You're talking about a guy that created an alter ego named John Barron as his PR flack and then passed himself off as that and then later named his son Barron. Are you friggin' kidding me, guys? He's not going to be shamed into quitting here. <laughs> no way. That's never happening. Dude, I don't know when inauguration day is. He's going to be going until five minutes before if it takes that on something like this. They're still going to be filing suits. You know what you're more than likely to see? This is the worst case scenario for Trump. It, it, not, not this situation, but the worst case outcome. The worst case outcome is Donald Trump fights this until one minute before he has to give up the White House. Appoints independent counsels to investigate the Biden. Salts the earth on the way out. Goes Michael Corleone, Godfather 2 level score settling. Calls up his buddy Chris Ruddy over at Newsmax and says, dude, let's go take out Fox News for what they just did to me. You're on DirecTV. You already got carriage. Let's roll. That's, that, that's the worst outcome for him in this process. Worst outcome. Worst outcome for him is he spends two months settling scores, getting vengeance, and then takes out Fox News. He's not, he's barring death, and he's at the age where you don't buy green bananas, barring death, that's the worst he's coming out in this scenario, is vengeance. He's coming out, he's not coming out any worse than with vengeance. Just like I told you, there was no possible way Trump could win the popular vote. You would find out how many postage stamps existed in California. He could never win it, no matter what. Could never happen. Same reason, same analysis, I promise you. The worst Donald Trump is coming out of this outcome is with vengeance. Vengeance. Klingon style. Cold, cold plate of vengeance. All right? That's the worst he's going to do. He is, he is Danny DeVito right now. Hit me, hit me, hit me. Like I was like saying to friends of mine in the White House, man, just go in Arizona and concentrate on winning Pennsylvania. Nah. Dude, it's been 10 minutes. Have they filed another lawsuit yet? Are you freaking kidding me? This is who he is. He loves this stuff. It's how he built his fortune. I walk into a room of, of, of near-to-wells like me. I'm pretty clear. I'm pretty certain I'm swinging a bigger stick between the legs than you, and I know I've got more money. I dare you to call my bluff. Now, sometimes people have, and he has had massive failures, Atlantic City, Trump wine, but rarely do they call his bluff, and then he rolls these people.
That's that. This is who he is. There is not going to be any moment where Donald Trump, this could go on for another month. We could go past the December 12th or whatever it was with the Florida recount. Dude, it's Christmas Day. Trump gets up, opens presents, gives Barron a hug, Melania a hug. Dude's on the phone with some attorney in rural Nevada. What's going on in Carson? I, I mean, can we file that injunction? Dude, this is his element. He, he's not walking away from this. And it won't matter how many times Mitch McConnell goes tisk tisk with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday. You know, at some time we have to, I'm disappointed too, Chris, but at some time we have to move on and govern the country. Donald Trump's like, F that noise. I got lawyers and a printing press in my back pocket. What time do the markets open in uh, Wuhan? No, no, no. He, he, he may not win. He may not win. I think his odds are higher than most people do because this is his environment. But he may not in the end. I don't know. But I do know he is salting the earth on the way out. And then he won't go away. Oh, no. He's going to go after Fox for what they did to him on election night. And and he's going to be riling up that base the entire time. Speculation that he'll run again in 2024. He'll never put it down. He, he may even do it. Who knows? If he's healthy enough. And he's going to be constantly riling that base. They stole it from me. They stole it from me. They stole it from me, which means they stole it from you. They stole it from you. They stole it from you. And these Republicans who are thinking, okay, we we got control. We kept the Senate. We won some House seats. We can go back to normal. We got rid of... Oh, no. You were better off having him in the White House. Because at least then he thought he had to do business with you. But out there on his own as a free agent? Oh. (laughs) Team GOP. He's much more dangerous to you in that scenario than he is in the White House because now he's just Danny DeVito when one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Hit me. Hit me. He's just all in. Do seven. Doesn't matter. Pocket ace is all in. Every every deal, I'm all in. Doesn't matter. The blind, I'm all in every hand. And now I've got a network and a platform and I am pounding you every single day. No, that's that's going to be the worst outcome for Donald J. Trump. If you have learned anything about this man over his 75 years, it is this. He lands on his feet, gentlemen. The, well, the crucial thing about all that, it is, of course, correct. Is that you? And you talked yesterday about how God uses interesting people at interesting times that we wouldn't necessarily think are the chosen ones. But I'll tell you what. Now, regarding that, if if we uh, this is the important part of what I'm saying, we choose to fight. He is a, a, a providing a window for us to get through. This is, I mean, really, he's not Moses. But listen, Moses has his arms up. The Israelites are successful if they choose to go forward. Moses drops his arms. It turns into hell. Wonder Woman goes into the breach, takes all the fire. But the other men, have they, they've got to go through the no man's land and follow through. We have got to seize on this moment as a people. He will have personal success. Steve is absolutely right, no matter what. Do we recognize that this is a moment, no matter what we think of Donald Trump, for us as a people? If he stands in that breach for whatever, the next two months, three months, are we going to also go into that breach? This is an opportunity we can't pass on. If we choose to fight it, we will win. Yeah, that's absolutely right, because what you're being told from the GOP smart set right now, not to mention the mainstream media, that was baked into the cake, that the Twitter censorship, which is now censoring people for merely Jason Miller this morning from the Trump campaign, merely reporting on a judge's or a court's ruling in Philadelphia that's since been 
uh, since been overruled by the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court, censoring that stuff too. That's all baked into the cake. But you're being told by the GOP smart set, the Washington examiners of the world, the David French's of the world, the the GOP smart set in uh, the Senate, people like Marco Rubio, who won't even comment on things like this, that all of the stuff in the montage, the dead voters, which has been a a joke for years because we know it's been happening for years, the dead voters, the early morning uh, mysteriously found ballots in Georgia, all of the uh, Georgia down ballot races all just not being filled in and all of them, all of those ballots just being marked for Joe Biden. As you noted, Steve, a very curious admiration and an infatuation, if you will, with a Delaware dementia patient. You're being told there's there's some blue hen alums, obviously, in Fulton County, Georgia, just loving them some Delaware. Absolutely. You're being told that the GOP picked up multiple, multiple House of Representative seats when they weren't supposed to. You're being told that the GOP held on to the Senate. You're being told that they had all of this success all nationally, but there's no shenanigans going on. Gaslighting of the highest order right there. And the people telling you this who are supposed to be on your side. They're the ones with the delusion right now. They're the ones who are delusional. I don't even know what to say, guys. I don't know what to say. What's so being done say, right? Let, yeah, what's let, being done right now is uh, there. There's no word. There, it, it, there is it's no. A it's a coup. You it, cannot overstate coup. that. What's being done here is, is an example is being made of Donald Trump and for you. Don't yes. ever again send us some outsider that you would dare stand up to our long march through the institutions. We are making an example out of him right now in order to warn you. That's what's going on here. Matthew Peterson from the Claremont Institute will join us next. You know, we do a lot of cool things for our pets, our dogs specifically. We take them for runs, walks, uh, rides. Our dog, Cap, loves going for rides. Loses his mind when we tell him, go for a ride. Uh, we take them to groomers. We love on them. We cuddle with them. We feed them. But they also we need to also make sure that they have the right nutrition. Chances are that store-bought dog food has been stripped bare of all the good stuff like a lot of our store-bought food is these days. That's why when you walk into the human grocery store, the supplement sections, one of the biggest sections in the store everywhere in America, because we need to put those vitamins, minerals, nutrients, omega oils, pre-probiotics back into our diet because it's missing from our food. Same thing happens with our pets for the same reason. Uh, A lot of this food is sterilized so that it will last longer for mass production and consumption. That's where Rough Greens comes in. It, it's a, it's not a food. It's a supplement you put on the food that your dog already loves, but it tastes great as well. At least that's what my dog Cap tells me. And you sprinkle it in, and all the good stuff missing from that store-bought food goes right back in to give your dog maximum health. So if you want to see, if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less, try the Jumpstart bag at roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F. It's just fourteen ninety five at roughgreens.com slash blaze i want to give a shout out to alton vaden if you are listening alton vaden 28 minutes ago sent out the tweet of the year folks the tweet of the year and i quote dr fauci just announced 15 days to count the votes Do we have a vaccine for electile dysfunction yet? 
my God. Let's bring in our friend Matthew Peterson over at the Claremont Institute. Matthew, I want to begin. Um, welcome to the show, by the way. Um, Thank you. What, what, the, what the hell is going on? That's my question. Question of the hour. Um, we're in the midst of uh, the momentous, mo- most momentous election in our lifetime. And as expected um, by many of us, because it's what the Democrats said was going to happen, and they, they told us what they were going to do, uh, this came down to a few states in which the vote was close, and they are, of course, quote-unquote, counting the votes right now. And I think it's important that everyone realize this is not over. Uh, no one should be losing heart. What needs to happen now and what wouldn't, uh, frankly, in my opinion, wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for uh, Donald Trump uh, holding the presidency is that we need to fight to make sure uh, that every vote is valid and that all legal procedures were followed uh, in the last few days and in the days to come. And uh, frankly, I think this message should be obvious. Every American should care about a free uh, and fair election. And this isn't this isn't very complicated in a way. There's all kinds of reasons to look at what happened uh, on election night and what's been happening uh, since then and say something strange is going on here. Let's make sure that this is all legitimate. And people should be heartened by the fact that we there are people protesting in various states and that uh, I think a lot of the base on the right is is rising up and will rise to this occasion. And we have to put pressure now on Republican politicians to start speaking up. This isn't this isn't complicated in a way, right? We we want a, a free and fair elected election process. That's it. Matthew, were you as surprised as I am? And hey, I, I know it's a job that entails a lot of hours, right? And I've got a family myself, but uh, were you as surprised as I am that Attorney General Bill Barr's vacation time was approved? Uh, given the time of year. Were you as surprised to learn that as I was? Um, I, I, it has been troubling. Um, it is troubling. Um, I understand that uh, Bill Barr does not want to get you know, involved in a political campaign. At the same time, I think uh, we, all, we all know it would be completely appropriate for the Attorney General of the United States to reassure the people of the United States that this is going to be a fair election and that any violations of law uh, will be investigated and and prosecuted. And I think we very much need to hear from him and the Department of Justice. Uh, And we we need to hear from a lot of Do we have one of those? (laughs) We do. We do. But you have to understand that after... uh, Good to know, because I was sitting here thinking this morning, why don't we have a Department of Justice, but you're telling me that we do. It does exist. Uh, it is a, a, a building in Washington, D.C. that I remember uh, remember fondly from my youth. I remember meeting as a little child, Ed Meese, and shaking his hand and marveling that he was in charge of this large yeah, building. Yeah, I sat next to a guy named Ed Meese at a CNP meeting once. I didn't know what and, he did, though. So, right. yeah. And now, and now uh, it makes me sick to think of what that building now symbolizes and has become. And Certainly, uh, we thought that uh, Bill Barr was coming to Washington to clean house and to solve these problems. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, the one thing that I'll give him is uh, the, F- the, the FBI and the DOJ is full of people who have been there for a long time, who are very hard to fire, who are not batting for the right team. But look, it's not just 
there's a there's a lot of people that need to speak up uh, right now, and and they're not. The good news is that you know I think at least uh, the base understands the situation we're in, but we're right on the precipice right now. I mean, if if uh, I, I guess what's important here is it's not just a matter of uh, of legality, right? The the reason that Trump will win if he if it's still possible for him to win, which I think it is, is because public pressure from half the country will be put on the politicians and leaders who are failing us. And and if that that public pressure is there, uh, then all of a sudden you begin to scare some people on the other side. You make it possible uh, to uh, to 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 kind of wrest you know victory uh, from what looks now like if we did nothing would be defeat. And so, so yeah, you know, you're right to be uh, upset about uh, Barr. You're right to be upset about the Department of Justice. But in a way, I mean, this has to be this has to be won uh, by by all of us stepping up. These protests are a great thing, and we need a lot more of it. We need to make noise. You mentioned the Republican Party, and where are they? Um, they're getting the outcome that they want. Uh, they're going to hold on to the Senate. They're going to gain House seats. Um, the Republican Party will take a trade of Susan Collins and Tom Tillis for Donald Trump any day of the week, brother. Any day of the week. That's more their speed. And 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 like Pontius Pilate, they're going to stand off to the side here while the Democratic Party does the deed so that they can swoop in and go back to where things were prior to him coming down uh, the uh, the escalator in 2015. And And I can already see it. I've seen some of their proxies on my social media account. I've pushed back on a few of them already this morning. Uh, but I can already see, well, you know, we're going to have a Republican Congress. We don't have to fret that will hold them in line. Uh, the GOP Senate voted with Obama 82% of the time once they got control uh, of the Senate in 2014. They, they, they gave him everything he wanted other than one Supreme Court justice, which, hey, that's a big moment. But they gave him everything else that he wanted while he was in there. If the GOP did such a great job of holding Obama accountable, then why did all the GOP senators, and one of them I love, I worked for his campaign, but all the GOP senators that ran for president four years ago lost to the guy with no political uh, history in the primary. If everybody did such a great bang-up job of holding Obama accountable, one of those guys probably would have been the nominee, right? None of them could beat this guy, though. See, what's happening here is these leftists, they're making an example out of Donald J. Trump for us. Don't you ever send, and don't ever, ever think you can pull off some kind of paradigm shift to thwart our long march through the institutions. We own all these institutions, and we'll turn them on you. Yeah, you slipped one past the goalie on us four years ago. That ain't ever going to happen again, ever. And we're doing it in broad daylight because I know that you know and you know that I know that we're rubbing your face in it, and there's not a damn person with an R after their name that's going to stand up and do a damn thing about it. That's what I think is happening right here. That's uh, yeah, it's it's well said, and it makes it makes my blood boil uh, because uh, it's so true. Look, right now, what's unconscionable, of course, is that where are the senators? Right? I mean, do we have a Senate? You mentioned the DOJ. Where are the senators? Uh, I, I don't know. They don't seem to be in session uh, uh, or uh, or active. Waiting right now. for They're Trump all- to get killed off so that they can then spend the next four years running here in my backyard of Iowa about what a terrible travesty that was. Yes. Oh yeah, but but I have news for them. Right. I mean, if, if, if this is this, they take this L, their day is still done. Maybe some of them will be able to get out and go retire, uh, but they've lost their base. The base is leading. The people, the people are leading and they're frustrated and they're trying to figure out how in the hell 
to solve this problem when they have recalcitrant re leaders like the ones that we do, uh, many of whom are just flat out cowards. So, so you're, you're not wrong, but here's the, here's the news, right, for all these people who think things are gonna go back to normal. They are not, they are not. And when President Harris takes over and the purge starts, which it will, uh, you know, a lot of these people will be thrown under the bus. A lot of them uh, will, will, will lose in the future because they're not going to have a base anymore. They're not going to. They, I, I really don't think they have the support of uh, half the country who's voting for Trump. And here's the thing. They all think they're responsible and they're going to go back to the way things were. And they're the ones who are the responsible adults who are going to protect democracy. But of mm -hmm. course, the truth is they are putting the American regime in the gravest of danger because of their cowardice and because of the way in which they stay silent and because of the way in which they allow, for instance, the expert class to lie to us for three months about, about what the, where the polls are at, et cetera, et cetera. They are the ones who have destroyed the trust of the American people in their elected officials and in their very form of government. So these people who claim to be protecting democracy are in fact undermining the American regime every day. And the worst of them, just like Martin Luther King used to say, the worst of them are the ones who call themselves moderates. They're the ones who make the arguments that allow for this stuff to go on in the shadows. And what's going on with the vote is, is, um, is sickening because you know everyone knows how urban political machines work. But apparently there's a lot of people in the upper middle class who tend to be white who, who are looking around going, oh no, you know that doesn't happen in America. We have rules and experts and everything's fine. And they're in denial. And, and what's going to happen is that you know, they're, they're gonna increase uh, the volatility of, of this uh, civil war really that's, that's raging across the country until some really bad things start to happen. And they will be the ones responsible. At the same time, I sort of wanna let the dead bury the dead. Like I don't wanna sit here and just rant about these people who have screwed up. We have to figure out a way forward in the midst of this mess. And that is going to re require uh, uh, all of us working hard uh, to, to, to take steps ourselves. And so when you look around as a citizen, you listen to this show, I mean, we're the ones who are going to have to solve this. We're going to have to take active steps uh, forward to, to lead because we don't have leaders. Matthew, that's very, very well said, brother. Thanks for joining us. How can our audience follow you uh, from here? I'm at Doc, uh, D-O-C-M-J-P on Twitter. And uh, if you go to the American Mind, AmericanMind.org, uh, you'll find a lot of content about what's going on right now. And increasingly, uh, we're, we're trying to focus on what the hell we should do about it. Thanks, brother. Good to see it. Good to have you back on the show. And if you find out when Bill Barr's vacation time, is he back this weekend, Monday, let me know. And let America uh, know, if you don't mind. I'll, I'll drop you All a line. Right. All right. Thank Take you, Matthew. Care. Take care. All right. Hey, did you know the average American has almost 100 points they can add to their credit score, but really no idea uh, how to get a hold of them? And that's where ScoreMaster comes in. It's the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. And forget about raising it just a few points. The average ScoreMaster user raises their score about 60 points in about three weeks. And that's because they put the power of the information of why you have the score you have in your hands, not the bank's or the lender's hands, in your hands. And it's an easily readable, followable form so you know for sure. And then they show you what to do to get to the score you want and maybe even how long it will take. All right, because changing your credit score can be the difference in not just getting the approval you want from your home 
car or business loan, but the terms and the rates, even if you do get an approval, maybe even a job these days. A lot of employers are looking at credit uh, reports as well. So enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score when you visit scoremaster.com slash Steve. Again, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Gentlemen, any thoughts on the conversation we just had with Matthew Peterson over at the Claremont Institute? Well, He's echoing what we've said, Steve, for a long time. You've been talking about when letter writers write into you and say, give me a plan, give me a plan. And, you're, it, you know, you, it's a t- the moment is at hand. You need to recognize that action uh, in, in your backyard when you see it. I think it's almost providential right now, at least for me. My family finally got around. You had already seen it and been telling me about it, but uh, watching the Hunger Games. You know, there's that great scene in the third movie where Cat uh, and Severdine start singing the Hanging Tree song. And that it's chilling, it's haunting. And then it immediately segues into the group of regular people who end up coming in and bombing the dam to knock out the electricity. And those aren't just soldiers. There are people getting mowed down the front lines. And then you, it purposefully shows women picking up the, the explosives to get in and get this thing done to this great soundtrack. My point being, the Hanging Tree song is playing right now in America. You just have to hear it and understand how it directs you. The four of us in this room in that conversation, Matthew included, it's, you know, I, of course, it's just a punchline line that Bill Barr is Bill Barr. But at the end of the day, America, it's your country. You need to decide, regardless of what Bill Barr is doing, what are you going to do? So here's what you can do. Get on the phone. Get out of your home. You're, they're not in session. So go to his office. Go to, go to his or her office. Go to your Republican senator, your Republican governor, uh, your, if, 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 your Republican legislator. Uh, where are you? With one, the, because they have platforms you don't have because you gave them those platforms. They have a title. They have a letterhead. So they get access to media you don't. And they need to be speaking on your behalf. We're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to put up with this. That's the, that is something everybody listening and watching Blaze TV radio can be doing right now. Is you go to your Republican office holder, Senate, Congress, Governor. They have massive platforms with titles like that. We're not going to put up with this. If you're in one of these states where this is going on, go to your state legislator. They've got platforms in state media that you don't have. And start grabbing the bully pulpit and saying, we're not going to put up with this. This has to stop. This needs to be an actual election, not whatever the Sam Hill is going on right now, Aaron. Yeah, and, and the reason is is this. I, I saw a, a young uh, conservative uh, tweet this morning, and God bless him, I think he, he said that this election is proof more than ever, a case study on why your vote does matter. I'm sorry, man. That's the exact opposite. That's the exact opposite lesson to be learned when dead people are voting. It's the exact opposite when dead people can vote. When you are allowed to just let mass voter fraud go on, your vote doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. And that's the problem. That's the problem because if you can't change the system from within, you're never going to be able to take it on. When we return, none dare call it treason what is and isn't voter fraud next
and greetings back with our two live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here. One final hour from Dallas. And then I think I finally, at some point today, get to go back home. As much as I love it here, I love uh, home more. 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show over on Parlor at Steve Dace. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is our brand new YouTube channel as well. If you are a podcast listener, uh, we would love it if you left us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button on the podcast platform of your choice. Only if you like us, of course. And if you don't, then, I mean, why waste your time here? But if you do, hit that five-star review. The more of those we get, the more it helps the show to grow. We want to say thank you to all that have done that for us already. want to say thank you to all that have already uh, pre-ordered my next book as well, A Nefarious Carol, coming your way on December the 15th. If you want to read about who's responsible for what is happening right now, uh, you can get uh, you can get it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, it's available at Amazon.com. Pre-orders are ongoing. Thank you for purchasing your copy. We appreciate it. Again, releasing, and there's that gorgeous cover, uh, releasing December 15th. It's the novella sequel to my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot. Now, we would normally be doing Theology Thursday about A Nefarious Plot right now, looking back on it. But instead... I'm going to spend this hour walking you through an actual nefarious plot. What it looks like when nefarious's plot is put into motion, if you will. And this portion of the show brought to you by Patriot Supply. When you look at the world, maybe you see a lot of confusion and uncertainty. You don't really know what's coming next. One big concern you might have, hey, are you prepared for the worst? And that's, that's where Patriot Supply comes in. Uh, They're your backup plan. Uh, They are who you use for emergency food and water preparedness. And you can make sure that you've got a full four-week supply of nutritional meals that supply the 2,000 calories a day you need uh, before we have another situation where maybe next time we get uh, a scamdemic. It's not the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer and the cleaning wipes that disappear, but the food. Right, uh, the it, the the disappearance uh, happened a few aisles over. That's where Patriot Supply comes in. Save a hundred dollars uh, right now. Uh, right now, when you go to preparewithdace.com, preparewithdace. That's my last name, D E A C E. Preparewithdace.com right now. Save a hundred dollars on a full four week supply, so that you know just in case there's an emergency, you are prepared. At preparewithdace.com right now. So we have, we're experiencing another real growth spurt on this show here in the last few weeks, like we did when we started launching the uh, contrarian view of the COVID data. And I'm going to use a line here that I think a lot of you that are new to the program have not heard me utter before, but maybe you've heard this quoted. It's a, it's a famous saying. Um, Treason never prospers. What's the reason? Because whenever treason prospers, none dare call it treason. You're not watching an election right now. You're watching an operation. And it's ongoing in several states at once. And the operation is this. You are not permitted to anoint someone from outside the system to challenge it. And we're going to make an example out of him 
in broad daylight. And it's going to be ham-fisted, just like Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, with a, with, with a murder plot right out of a B-movie. Oh, snap! The security cameras didn't work in a maximum security prison with our most high-value target. I got to tell you, if we didn't have Wuhan luck, we'd have no luck at all around here. By golly, can you believe it? It just... Them's the breaks. Anyway, incinerate the evidence. Arr, body. Body. Yes. And they know it looks dumb. And they know they're peeing on you and telling you it's raining. But they don't care. Because they know you're not going to do anything about it. And so they just will do it in broad daylight. Brazenly. I mean, why is Allegheny County, Pennsylvania taking the day off today from vote, uh, from counting votes? Well, they don't know. I'll answer the question. They don't know how many they need. (laughs) Philadelphia underperformed on election night, so they're not sure how many they need. So they're just going to sit this one out and have a better idea tomorrow. That is what's happening. You know it and I know it. That's what's going down. Apparently, there is a unique fetish for octogenarian Delawareans in Fulton County, Georgia. Because they keep voting for Joe Biden like no other Democrats. It's weird. It's weird. Who knew, right? But can you prove it? Do you have any evidence? What if the answer is no? I think we need to contemplate that it is possible the answer is no, we cannot. There's a moment in one of the Star Wars prequels, I believe it's Revenge of the Sith, when Palpatine, as he is now Supreme Chancellor, is asked, Is that legal? And he replies, I will make it legal. Treason never prospers. What's the reason? Because whenever treason prospers, none dare call it treason. If you watched us here on Blaze TV on election night, uh, as I was helping to anchor that coverage with Glenn and the crew, I I said that election night had three phases for Donald Trump to get reelected. Phase one is he had to win Florida to prove he's in the game. If you don't win Florida, there's just not a path there at that point. You cannot count on winning every Rust Belt state by a combined 78,000 votes again. You can't do that. You got to have Florida back. If he wins that, he's in the game. He's on the board, and he won it. So phase two was now he needs to show that he's running strong enough across the country that he's got more than one very narrow path to 270 electoral college votes. That's what it takes to win, obviously. And we saw across the country with him overperforming polls everywhere that he did. So we accomplished phase two. And if you watched Blaze TV on election night, you could see I was very buoyant. And then we reached a moment at about 11 o'clock Eastern where my mood became, I wouldn't say negative, but just somber. Because this was now the more dangerous, precarious 
part of the mission here. And I used an analogy on election night. I said, this is like in Star Trek II when Spock looks at Kirk and says, we have now entered the Mutara Nebula. Now, if you know that scene from the movie, and if you don't, you're missing one of the all-time great science fiction movies, Evs, by the way. But if you know that scene, the Enterprise is wounded. It's outmanned, outgunned, and it needs chicanery. It cannot win straight up. It needs chicanery. And so they enter into a nebula, a dead star. And the reason they do so is because the radiation with contained within that nebula is going to render all the systems, other than just cruise control, basically, it's going to render all of this, the automated systems on a starship useless. You can't even see, actually, outside the port window. And that will even up the contest between Kirk and Khan. Because Khan has the superior ship and weapon. So you take him into the muck and the mire of a nebula so that that evens the odds. That's what is transpiring here. It's just the bad guys are, are on the Starship Enterprise. We're in their Mutara Nebula now. This is, this is now where there's chicanery. The normal paths and, and ways of doing things don't apply. And I'll give you evidence of this. You want evidence? Let's run down some of the things we've seen the last few days. Let's go to Wisconsin first. What does voter fraud look like? Well, turnout supposedly rose 40% in Milwaukee, Wisconsin from 2016. By the way, Milwaukee is one of the slowest growing major cities in the Midwest, according to the most recent census numbers. It grew just 1.2%, but it had 40% higher voter turnout. Hmm. Dane County, Wisconsin's second largest county, had 85% voter turnout. Now, this is a county that added just under 50,000 voters in the last decade. That's not a lot. So this is, this is Madison, an area, Todd, you know well. Only 50,000 new voters have been added there in 10 years. And yet... That's a really enthusiastic 50,000 people that have moved in, man. Really civic-minded, really patriotic. And they all voted. A couple times. Because they got to 85% voter turnout in a county that only added 50,000 voters in 10 years. Wisconsin is reporting voter turnout that is approaching 90% statewide statewide 90% totes legit bro now in Wisconsin when you went to bed on election night Joe Biden had to win 79% of the final vote there to overcome Donald Trump's lead and we're we're being told that he won it by even more than that astounding number it's well into the 80s when he ended up winning that last batch of vote counting by like 84% or something. One overnight vote dump in Michigan gave Joe Biden 
138,339 votes and Donald Trump, zero. And of course, this was corrected as a quote, <clears throat> error. By election officials when pointed out by Sean Davis of The Federalist. Hmm. One thing you're going to note here, these errors always seem to go one way. Unless you think this was an isolated event, the exact same thing happened in Pennsylvania twice. Twice. Let's go to Michigan in a little rural county called Antrim. Antrim, Michigan. About 25,000 people live there. Donald Trump won this county by 30 points in 2016. Apparently, he's really pissed off Antrim County, Michigan, guys. I mean, I, I mean Antrim County, Michigan has, has gone from Cheeto Jesus saves to Orange Man bad. They're just tired of it. They want, they want Cucky McCuckface gone because Trump then lost this county on election night by 29 points. Is that the, the greatest one county vote swing Has in be. American history? It's got to be. 30 points to 29 points? Antrim County, man, is pretty butthurt, obviously. Yeah. How about the New York Times? Um, they corrected a quote, um, uh, 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 data error, claiming that 95% of the vote was done in Arizona, which is why people were beginning to call it. It was actually only 86%, and most of the areas still outstanding were areas that the Trump campaign believes they're running uh, very strong, and they think they're going to end up winning this state by ten to 30,000 votes when the count is done. But you guys remember all the states that were called too early for Trump, right? No? Was that, that, there was that one? No? I'm sure it's just a coincidence. How about North Carolina? A lot of smart people there. It's the research triangle. University of North Carolina is the number one medical school in America right now, by the way. Duke University, one of the most exclusive private institutions in the country, oversaw the ACC's return to football in the middle of a pandemic. But somehow, they told NBC News down there in North Carolina, with all of that brain power, they will not be able to update their election total until November the 12th. Okay. Pay no mind. We understand that um, uh, you guys are the the uh, the blue wall here of the uh, operation Arr! election, and so you're just hanging back. Got to see how many you need. Take your time. We're just over here hanging out for Bill Barr to get back from vacation, so it's all good. How about this on the polling? This is from Tom Bevan at Real Clear Politics. Now, why am I including this? Because this is a hell of a way to set a narrative. This is from the New York Times, rated an A-plus pollster, according to 538. 
Here's how much they overestimated Biden's support in every state that matters. Six points in Florida, four points in North Carolina, about six points in Michigan, 10 points or so in Wisconsin, 10 points or so in Iowa, nine points or so in Ohio. And as Tom Bevin at Real Clear Politics says, great job, everybody. Now, Tom is doing this with the intent of pointing out they have no credibility. But Tom, I have two words for you, brother. Mission accomplished. Tom, it's not that they're bad at this. It's that they're very good. The opposite, brother, is true. And I'll point out why when we connect the dots here in a moment. How about Nevada, where apparently they can count everything in Nevada, right? All the casinos and everything there, they can count everything. Except votes. Um, they, they, I don't know if... I mean, the casinos, a lot of them are closed. People are laid off. I would imagine there's a lot of dealers and casino workers that could help them count votes. They know what I, they're good at counting, like your chips when you lose, but apparently they can't count votes. Yesterday, they said they weren't going to update their vote total until 9 a.m. local time. Then they said it would be later today. Then, it, then they said it will be uh, 9 a.m. local time every day until we're done, and then they dumped a bunch of votes in the middle of the night last night uh, while you're having dinner. I, I, okay. Try walking in anywhere in Nevada and counting their cards. See what happens to you, right? But can't count the votes. As of last night, Joe Biden was going to win, or need to win. See what I did there? <laughs> Joe Biden was going to need to win 79% of the final 900,000 votes in Pennsylvania to overcome Trump's lead. The same percentage he had to win of the final vote in Wisconsin. And if you go to, I did this again right before we went on the air. Maybe it's been updated since. I don't know. But if you go to the university or the state of Michigan's uh, official election website by the Secretary of State, it shows that Donald Trump is ahead by like two hundred thousand votes with all but two counties in the state reporting. Now, why haven't those other two counties reported? Because they need to find out how many votes they need to win. I've got news for you, Steve. Did they finally update it? Looks like most of Wayne County came in. And wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? balls, Yeah. There you go. So, I used the term on election night here on Blaze TV, I used the term chicanery. Why did I not outright say fraud? Because the latter is a legal term. And they control the legal process. So they get to define what the word means. And if you go to your dictionary and say this is a textbook definition of fraud, they'll just change the definition of that word like they did. What was that on uh, on sexuality or something uh, about a month ago? They just Webster's just change it to what the new definition is, what the new speak says. Because, see, treason never prospers. What's the reason? Because whenever treason prospers, none dare call it treason. I used a phrase earlier in our show today, the long march through the institutions. That that was a strategy coined by an infamous Italian Marxist by the name of Antonio Gramsci. And most of your modern leftists probably don't realize it. But he's their, he's their sensei, he's their shaman, their spirit guide. 
See, Antonio Gramsci was sitting in a cell in Italy as the Marxist rose up against the fascist takeover of Italy by Mussolini, and they clashed in the streets. And many of his Marxists, they lost to Mussolini, and so they were in prison cells. And while sitting there, he had a lot of time to think. And he realized that, you know, clashes in the streets, unless you have all the guns, may not be the most successful strategy. So what if instead people with his belief system practiced, as Guns N' Roses Roses once said, a little patience? What if they instead did this generationally? What if they instead did this from within and began co-opting the institutions of a culture incrementally over time and then just changing what those institutions are about? Same name, brand, symbolism, totally different meanings, totally different values, and just changing them from the inside out. And he called it the long march through the institutions. Because that way, once it was completed, they also could invoke the Palpatine Clause. I will make it legal. Because they're the law. They decide what it is. Because we are not a nation of laws, folks, and we never have been. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be. You can put anything in a law you want. If no one will enforce it, it ain't law. And you can point out something's not in the law all you want. Why is abortion the law? It's not in the law. It's not in the Constitution. A Supreme Court once said it was, and a bunch of people have decided they're going to enforce it as if it is. So baby killing is the law, even though it was never lawfully passed. I will make it legal. Let's do whatever they want. They control the institutions. That's what's happening here. First, you set a narrative. No, let me take it actually a step back. First, first, you establish a resistance. And that resistance needs a platform in order to destabilize the current regime in power. That's what your media has done the last few years. Go back and on YouTube and just watch clips of CNN from five years ago. It was still liberally biased, but you could get like real news there. You wouldn't recognize it today. This is what I'm talking about. They're not doing news. They're doing narrative. They're not even doing bias. CNN was calling me to have me on their shows all the time four or five years ago. They'd never do it in a million years now. Why? Because I won't line up with their narrative. And it's not even that... I, I, if, if I was pro-Trump all the time, they would call me. Because that feeds their narrative too. The fact that I'm like, hey, if Trump does something I don't agree with, I'm going to say it. They don't want that. Nothing can counter the narrative. Nothing. The narrative is what they cast, not the news. The narrative. It's narrative casting. That's stage one. Stage one is you establish the narrative via your resistance in your platform in the media. Because that's the bully pulpit that filters it down. That's the mouth of the river, and it seeds it to the rest of your tributaries throughout the rest of your ranks. Then what you do is you create a scenario, a fait accompli. That's what the polling was. You know that the New York Times stopped doing national polling two weeks before the election. 
Because, you know, nothing ever changes James Comey at the end of an election four years ago, right? Nothing. No, nothing could have possibly happened. There was still going to be another debate. Nothing could have possibly happened that would have altered an election in the last couple of weeks, right? Nah, so we'll just stop. Well, the narrative had been established. You create a fait accompli. You do it to make your voters think that they cannot lose, to make the other side think they cannot win. And then if they, the other side does win, you've got a narrative to march into court and have it invalidated because you had all this data that showed you couldn't possibly lose. Clearly, some illegalities occurred here. So narratives established first. That's what your media does. It is then reinforced and given a model. That's what your polling is. And then you just let the vote take place. You establish a system, therefore, where your people vote the most convenient way possible. And in a way, how do you verify a mail-in ballot? How would I verify that that's who that person is? They sign something? So what? You know know what you would have to do to challenge a mail-in ballot, I would imagine, is you'd have to go back to all these people and get like sworn affidavits. Is that you? Is that your signature? Because they didn't show up in person. They didn't show any ID. So how would you verify that that was them? Just going to kind of take their word for it, I guess. Because, you know, people don't ever lie. So you establish a system that's really unchallengeable. Then you wait and don't count the votes until the other guy has already shot his wad. So you know what, you know what votes they all have. And then you know what, how many votes you need. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Is this on? Okay. That's the next phase. We're at the end, tail end of that phase right now. And then you go to the final phase, which is you have nowhere to go to challenge this. Because we control all the judges, we control all the courts. And they're going to determine what's lawful. What, 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 what is a poll watcher and what is not? What's a ballot and what's not? What's a chad and what's not? What's a sharpie and what's a pen? Just like they determine what's a gender. What's a child? What's a law? What's a border? What's a tax? What's a mandate? What's a state exchange? They're not making rulings based on your violation of these pre-established notions. They're establishing the notions themselves. So there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Like I said to Glenn Beck yesterday morning, to whom do you go to challenge this? Whom? Who's, who's the unfettered authority? Who's the objective referee? Who's the umpire? We have, because we have aligned with a political party that has never punished these people politically. We do when we vote against them, but the, then the people we put in office don't punish them politically. So they're just emboldened and, and more brazen to go further and further and further I saw a woman whose opinion I tremendously respect say, Democrats have to do some soul searching after how much they lost down ballot. The exact opposite's true. She says, they need to get rid of the woke racialism. No, you're going to see more of it. It worked. 
Their number one objective in this election was to make an example out of Donald Trump to all of you. Don't you dare ever try to thwart our long march to the institutions with some kind of outsider ever again. Maybe next time you'll evolve. Maybe next time you'll do it with somebody that doesn't have Donald Trump's personal issues, with a persona that isn't quite as grating, who might have a little bit more of a developed worldview and and can actually push back on the premise of our arguments in front of 100 million people. We cannot allow that to happen. That's why we had to take out Brett Kavanaugh so that we'd never get an Amy Coney Barrett. We got to do this to Donald Trump so that you may never get a fill-in-the-blank such culture warrior in the future. We're going to make an example out of him right now so no one will ever, ever try to walk into those shoes again. That's what this election was about. And they may pull it off. They'll be incentivized to do it all the more. You're not going to see less racialism. You're going to see more of it. It's going to be supersized. And one of the only Republicans who's ever been effective pushing back on it in my lifetime will be gone if they win. And you look down your bench and look at the names there. Who's going to step into that breach on your behalf when they just kick it back up a notch? See, it's like the courts. They determine what the Constitution says. They don't look at the Constitution and say, hey, you're outside of it, so that's unconstitutional. No, they're determining what is constitutional or not. And that's what's going on here. They're determining what's a vote and what's not, what's a ballot and what's not, what's an election and what's not. They have completed their march through the institutions. And now they're running the system. They're running the election. Why does treason prosper? Because whenever treason prospers, none will dare call it treason. You know, pushing yourself to the edge, going beyond, uh, seeking discomfort, no pain, no gain, works for guys in a lot of other uh, ways uh, and walks of life, but not when it comes uh, to your underwear. All right, mate? That's where Tommy John comes in. From working hard to playing hard, when you start every morning in Tommy John underwear, you are that much more comfortable. Trust me. I'm actually wearing some right now. Uh, it's, it's the Since I first tried this several months ago, it's the only skivvies I buy. I, I absolutely love this stuff. Uh, with uh, the non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. Uh, and for me, with my body shape, where... I, I look really uh, fit for my age everywhere except for my pot belly. That uh, non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit thing is a real big thing. And it's legit, as is their no wedgie guarantee. Uh, Tommy John underwear listed on GQ's latest 10 essentials with Kevin Hart. They've got 96% four-star plus reviews, 12 million pairs sold. Can 12 million pairs sold be wrong? It's a phenomenal product. It's the best pair you'll ever buy, or it's free. That's their guarantee, which means no risk whatsoever. If you try Tommy John and you don't like them, they're free. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve for $20 off anything site-wide. Anything site-wide, but only until November the 9th. That's only until November the 9th when they still will be (coughs) counting votes. Uh, only until November the 9th can you take advantage of this deal at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Again, that's TommyJohn.com slash Steve. So imagine it, it, it's, a, it's a football game and both teams are on the field. But one team gets to decide 
or has been permitted to decide what all the rules are, who the officials are, where the game is played. And then they're permitted to change the rules in the game when the game is going against them. And you can say, hey, in the first quarter, that wasn't holding. And now you're telling me that it is. I just changed the rules. That's what's going on here. I I was watching a news clip of an election official in Nevada saying, hey, if you had problems with your ballot, you should have contacted us before the election. Tough break. Do you guys remember the Florida recount? Do you guys remember why that started 20 years ago? It started because a bunch of nimrods tried to make the claim in Palm Beach County that they had voted in error uh, because they had accidentally voted for Pat Buchanan instead of Al Gore. That's what started it. It then metastasized into hanging chads in Broward County and Miami-Dade. But what started it was, oh man, I I voted for the wrong guy. Because, you know, Palm Beach County, wealthy Older people of wisdom just make dumb bleep decisions like that all the time. And it's really easy to see why you'd confuse Pat Buchanan's name with Al Gore's. They're so similar. Or something. See, when you run the system, you are the system. And so you want to know the truth? All the chicanery that we just listed here a few minutes ago, they could keep doing it and then some. As long as they're the law, it ain't voter fraud. And you don't have any proof. You can watch them board up a a storefront in, in Detroit. It doesn't matter. You can watch them throw out poll watchers in Philadelphia who even have certificates to be there. It doesn't matter. Well, the the certificate says I can be here. No, so? What are you do about it? I am the Senate. I'll make it legal. They get to do that. Because we don't politically punish them at all. And so they just get more and more brazen as the years go on. Like they had to used to do this in secret. I mean, Joseph Kennedy had to make deals with the mob behind the scenes in Cook County, Illinois. They used to have to do this stuff under the table. LBJ had this thing called, I think it was Box 13. And that, that was the box. Hey, how many votes do we need? They're in that box. They had to do it that way. Now they just do it on network television and we watch it in real time and then we tweet and then we tweet about it uh, since they control the narrative. Their big tech companies slap warning labels on it when you actually tweet stories from the Philadelphia Inquirer that there's a bunch of mail-in voter problems, you're shadow banned, you're banned, you're targeted. When you actually put the evidence of voter fraud on the media, they put the disclaimer on you uh, or ban your tweet because they control both ends of it here. They're in total control of the institution. They have completed the long march through the institutions and they now take the institutions of free press, the vote, local government, state government. Hey, if you think state by state elections are bad, have the feds in total charge of them. They're like Cloward pivoting the election. We've got conservatives now crying out for one uniform federal election standard. Somewhere nefarious is like, this is all part of the plan. It worked. 
We clowered and pivoted the election process. So now you'll put it all into our grimy little fingers. We'll run the whole thing from a control center here in D.C. We'll have an MSNBC reporter out on the side with a mask on doing live look-ins, giving you updates with a mask. Forever. So no, we have no proof of voter fraud, despite all the proof I have provided to you of at the very least some form of chicanery. Because treason never prospers. What's the reason? For whenever treason prospers, none dare call it treason. Steve, can I ask you a devil's advocate? You bet. Uh, it's because I want I want everybody to see, you know, Steve does this in his mind. He you just got done him doing it for weeks with the polls and he kept out loud saying, what am I missing? What am I missing? So he's he, he's knowing I know he's done this in his in his mind. I think one of the leg- possible legitimate pushbacks that I've already seen uh, from the left is actually coming from. Uh, a lesson that you've often tried to teach people. Let's take for granted that there's all of this obvious chicanery. Take uh, and then add in the fact that yes, Trump even did did better with minorities than he did four years ago. He uh, won married women again. Uh, so uh, I, the the Karen equation, while still probably a problem on some level, I don't think he has did as bad as many of us feared. But. I don't think this is true, but I'm fascinated to hear your answer to this. I think the left side of this I'm already seeing is that it's a size of the pie thing. Even if all of that other stuff is true, they just got out the vote better. What are you seeing in terms... You haven't addressed that directly. I've seen you point out some tweets about that, about how Biden did relative to Obama. Can you answer that question? Is there any possibility that even if all this chicanery is true they still could have won without it because of the size of the pie argument. No. no. Just look at the popular vote. You have to start there. That's that's the that is every the pie, ultimate Yeah, every pie is huge well, Trump, in this election. Trump got 4 million yes. more this time, that's, correct? That, that's what I was about to say. Yes. The, the 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 popular vote total doesn't do anything to determine the winner, but it does give you and establish a cornerstone of how to how to examine an electorate, all right? And both sides absolutely crushed it. In turnout, if the popular vote model uh, margins are pro- are correct, then Joe Biden is going to get more votes than any presidential candidate in history, and Donald Trump's going to get more votes than any Republican candidate in history. Donald Trump right now looks like he's going to lose the popular vote by roughly what he lost it to Hillary Clinton last time, depending on whenever they get done counting the votes they need to win the Electoral College. So um, that is not true. It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't show up in the, if that was true in the popular vote, Trump would have lost this thing by four five or six points, but he didn't. And then, and then racked up huge margins of pockets in places where his particular political brand is strong. Instead, he has substantially increased his voter turnout from where it was four years ago. So no, that argument is moot. Instead, the opposite is true, which is, which is typically the case when these leftists throw a paradigm at you the opposite is true instead what you're seeing is uniquely in places in inner cities where they control the entire political machine all of it you are seeing them run up obscene amounts of voter totals 
in these places. That's actually what's true, is they lost everywhere else that they needed to win in America, except, well, the 15% of counties that Hillary won four years ago, it's in those counties, the margins they're running up in specific places in those counties, places like Fulton County, Georgia, for example, those margins are obscene what they're, what they're, what they're running, racking up in those places, and that's how they're doing this. The opposite of what they're claiming is true. By obscene, would you flat out say that equates to impossible? Um, I think it's impossible to have 139,000 people all vote one way. Make Forget about whether they even voted for Trump. No one made a mistake. That's another reason I brought the Florida recount example in. No one filled out a ballot in error. Statistically impossible. It's statistically impossible. Even How about the 25,000 uh, vote example that Nate Silver tweeted about that was in our rundown as well? So 25,000 plus people, I think, was that in Laverne County? I think that was in Pennsylvania or one of those places, Aaron. Yeah, I think Philadelphia. 25,000 people voted, 100%, not one error, not one. I mean, in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania right now wants you to believe that 200,000 people voted only for Joe Biden and not down down ballot. That's what they're they're trying to convey to you right now. 200,000? 200,000 in a in a state that that's that's that contested i guess joe biden is just a lot more popular with democratic voters than democratic office holders in the state of pennsylvania i guess those things at the very least would be extreme statistical anomalies if not outright impossible no the opposite is true which is they have gone to places where they're in total control of the of the machine and none will dare call it treason where they have the governor and they have racked up obscene amounts of margin and they have done it in the days at, what is today guys what is today it's friggin thursday this is a what, what they're throwing out, out there todd is a point you make at 1 a.m on election night it's two days later and some of them declared we're and taking they still the day don't off. Have the, yeah, yeah, and they, it's two days later. They still don't have the votes to get to 270, but you're right. It was this incredible turnout machine on election night. It's, that's complete and total. Is, that's just BS is what that is. A lie from the pit of hell. Nefarious laughs. And my point of it's asking... Thursday. My point of asking this question is really about... Because I know people out there, we've been strong. You got to fight. You got to fight. You got to fight. I know that's hard. I know that's frustrating. Yesterday, it was even harder for me than it is today. So you're trying to find reasons. Well, you know, he was unlikable. Maybe you you see all kinds of conservative checks out there. Maybe he's just unlikable. We, we allowed for that possibility before the election. Steve said multiple times, if he loses, this is probably... But now that you're looking the numbers and the data in the eye, you got to be honest with yourself. You can't let yourself go flat earth either. If, if this is Occam's razor time, and Occam's razor is telling you that the con is on. You yes. got to be honest about that. Yes. What, so back to what I said at the very beginning of the show about Trump's nature. Here, he, I mentioned the worst case outcome for him is he just walks away, salts the earth, settles scores in his final couple months and calls Chris Ruddy up and says, let's go mortally wound Fox News. He's, he's not doing any worse in life than that. What's the worst case scenario for us? The worst case outcome for us is that just as this guy exposed the media once and for all, exposed the Republican Party once and for all, exposed the polling once and for all, he's going to expose the election system once and for all. 
Because all these lawsuits and everything else that he's filing and everything else he has going on is going to expose a level of nefariousness that they're not going to be as easily able to get away with next time. Their Skynet is going to have to evolve. That's the worst case scenario is it's going to sunlight a lot of this stuff. You have any final thoughts, gentlemen? A couple of minutes we have remaining. Well, it appears uh, that uh, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, just promised military intervention if Trump refuses to leave office. So there's that. You know, I'm. Uh, let, let's just pretend something real quick. I'm doing this on the fly. Let's just pretend that every single ballot cast in Philadelphia, which is where that big 25K vote dump happened yesterday that 538 talked about. I believe it was in Pennsylvania. Let's say that each ballot has a 90% chance. That's, oh, I mean, even in the inner city, that's a, that's a huge margin. But let's just say every ballot cast is 90%, uh, has a 90% chance of being a Democrat ballot. Um, I'm looking up a parlay calculator here. The odds... <laughs> the odds of that happening uh, for just an eight-team parlay are about uh, 175 to 1, I'm looking at right here. Extrapolate that out to thousands and tens of thousands. What are the odds of that? The odds of that are impossible. That's what they are. And yet we're being told uh, a mistake in Michigan uh, there was a big dump in Wisconsin coming out of Milwaukee as well. I'm surprised no more people are talking about somebody at 538 called that. It's nothing nefarious. It's just counting votes. We're just told that this it is, is just, counting votes. This is but just they get counting to decide votes. what a vote is. Yeah. Yeah. They are counting votes. That's why it's not fraud. But they're the ones they get to decide who gets to vote, when, how often, what a vote is, how long the vote takes place. And they control the courts that determine I, I texted a buddy who's with the White House war team in Pennsylvania. I'm like, don't worry, man. John Roberts has got you. Huh. All right. That's the system. They, 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 since they get to define all the terms, it's always legal. It's always lawful. They get to lawfully cheat. They run the institutions. They run them. You have the guns and all the money, but they have all the power and in institutions. So they get to do whatever they want because... Bill Barr took vacation this week at the Department of Justice. FBI, you know, it's because Donald Trump didn't claim that uh, he saw a a noose at a NASCAR garage. So FBI, what is it? They run the institutions. You're watching a coup take place. And all these institutions, even the ones that have Republicans in them, want rid of this guy. Because they want you back in your cave. In your place. Shut your hole and know your role, plebe. Don't ever dare step to us again. Or maybe next time we'll make it clumsier and even more annoying. We'll we'll make it even more, more mystifyingly angry. Because you won't do anything about it. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.